Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson. Wife, mom blessed by adoption, Jesus freak, wonderluster, overcomer, encourager, and an intentional living coach for moms. If you've stumbled upon this podcast, you're likely a Christian mom who's seeking more peacefully productive days. And what does that mean when we put it together? Well, first and foremost, we're focused on the peace that surpasses understanding and the steadfast loving kindness that comes from our Father in heaven. Next, we're focused on being good stewards of all our gifts and resources that we have been given in this life. And next, we want to be productive members of our family and our home, as well as our community and the kingdom. So if that sounds like you, let's go dig into today's episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. Hello, sisters, and welcome back for another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I am ramped up this evening. I am super excited, and I don't know why, because it's nearly midnight as I am recording this, but I have something that God has really been pressing on my heart. I'm going to share the story about where it came from and so many other details in this episode, but The biggest thing that I want to tell you is that your hustle is what is slowing you down. Wow. It's the opposite of what we want, right? We're hustling to like try and keep up, to get things done, to take care of all the things. Yet this is what God spoke to me when I was swimming the other day. So I want to thank my friend Abby for teaching me how to swim properly. I knew how to swim, my dad said, before I could walk, and I could walk at nine months old. So I've always known how to swim. I could float. I never had a fear of drowning. That was not never going to be a concern in my life, but I never knew how to like do the freestyle or breath stroke or whatever it's called um, or any proper swimming. I never went to swim lessons. I never was in swimming competitively. But my good friend Abby has swam competitively for a number of years. She comes from a very swimmy family, if you will. And um, last year, actually, it was two years ago, so 2020, um, I had, you know, practically a newborn still. Solo was just a few months old. And I had a friend say, hey, do you want to do the triathlon with us? Our A group of ladies at our church always set up like a group event for a local triathlon and do it together. And I was like, you know, it is something I'd like to do in my life, but not right now. This is not the season with a newborn to try and be doing this like far-fetched, lavish goal. Um, I'm not an athletic person. I'm not a runner. I didn't know how to properly swim. um, And I had a really junk bike. But... I told her next year. Yeah. Pencil me in for next year. It's something I'd be interested in. And Kelly never forgets. (laughs) So I was penciled in and she followed up with me. And I think I had five or six weeks kind of notice like, Hey, the triathlon's coming. And I was like, Oh no. But I said I was going to do it. And I really wanted to do it. Um, I had done so much in my health and wellness at that point in time, like already in the months and even the year leading up to it, but I still wasn't 
very physically active. Um, so I had very short notice to prepare for this triathlon and learn how to swim because I didn't, I didn't own a cap. I didn't own goggles. Um, I didn't even have a proper bathing suit and I needed to know how to do a freestyle swim for the triathlon. So I reached out to Abby and said, Hey, can you teach me how to swim? And she did. And it was amazing. And I did the triathlon and in all honesty, swimming was my strongest area. Um, we've since done a major tune up on my bike and it's, it's incredible. Um, so I'm excited to do the triathlon again this year. I will say that, but I've not swam since the triathlon up until a couple of weeks ago. And I went swimming with Abby a few weeks ago, and then I just was swimming with her again this past week. And I've been doing the length of swim 500 meters, uh, that I would need to do for the triathlon each time I go. And I actually did twice, actually the triathlon double, um, as I'm swimming in these practices. And she had to jump out of the pool to go feed her precious little one. And I decided to stay in. I was like, oh, I'm just going to do a few more laps and then whatever else. I ended up doing a whole another 500 meter swim. And I remembered back when I first started swimming a year ago, almost, Abby had told me, don't focus on speed. Don't try to be fast. Just focus on your form and focus on your breathing. The speed will come. And, you know, it's like people always say that to you, like no matter what you're doing, oh, just focus on this and then the speed will come or, you know, the money will come or, you know, whatever it is. It's always focus on one thing and the other thing that you're actually desiring out of it, it will come. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to focus on this. I was actually really proud a couple of weeks ago when I went back to go swimming. The first time I jumped in the pool, the first time I did another 500 meters, I beat my triathlon time. And that was impressive because I hadn't been in the pool swimming since I had done the triathlon. I hadn't really done much physical activity in any sense for the last several months because it's Alaska and it's winter and it's cold and it's dark. And all you want to do is like watch movies and cuddle up on the couch. Anyway, I did another 500 meters this day, um, hustling. And then I remembered that she said that, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do a couple of laps here, just focusing on my form and my breathing because my breathing is what I really wanted to get figured out because I felt like I was huffing and puffing every time I would do a lap. And I was having to breathe like every second stroke, like every other stroke I'm breathing. And I felt like I was overworking one side of my body and I would switch to the next. And honestly, it was just a hassle. So I'm like, I'm I'm going to focus on my breathing. And then as I was doing that, I was a couple laps in and I said, Oh yeah, I remember when we first started too, she told me, don't even kick your legs because when you're doing a triathlon, like you're going to want your legs for your run and for your bike ride, use your arms now because that's what swimming is about and let your legs kind of relax because you're going to need them later. And so this second 500 meters that I did on Thursday, this past Thursday from when this episode is airing, I did in two minutes less time exerting half of the strength and effort for my body because I was only using my arms, not my legs. And I burned less calories. And in that process, I completed an additional lap, kind of an accident. Like I went down and back a second time because I wasn't paying attention to my watch, like an additional time anyway. And so it was just crazy to me that I was, I, I was doing prior twice the effort, 
twice the energy. I was not able to breathe and I had to do more strokes, exerting even more effort to get to the end of the pool by giving it all I've got to be two minutes slower. And that just blew my mind. And I feel like that's when I was in the pool and I was like looking at my watch, like I'd get down to the end and I would look at my watch and I'm like, how is this time better than the last time? And even analyzing the data after I got home and the time on each of the laps that I had done, I was just like, man, it's crazy. How am I faster the second time when I'm doing half as much? And as I'm in the water, like this is one of the reasons I love swimming because it's one of those times where I'm able to just get quiet and find peace. And I think that's why I love it. Like it really fills me up. It's one of my happy places because I'm so focused on my breathing. So it's very meditative. There's no sound. All I can hear is the water in my ears, you know, back and forth. I can hear my breathing. And it's really like all the distractions of the world are tuned out and you're just focusing on the actions of your body, like stroke, 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 breathe, stroke, 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 breathe. And so it's a very like meditation pattern, if you will. At least it is for me. I don't know if this is like common for swimmers. I haven't talked to a lot of them. Maybe it is, but I just feel like it's one of those places I'm able to get quiet and almost hear from the Lord more. And as I was on my, one of my final laps, I was just thinking about this, like, how am I faster? How am I faster? I am doing less. And I just felt overwhelmed by the Lord telling me this, your hustle is what's slowing you down. So here we are probably halfway into this episode and I'm wrapping up this story, but I want to talk about some practical applications to your life now and where you can also find this in scripture and where this might be showing up in your life, even if you're not a swimmer, right? And what I'm saying is it shows up in motherhood and business all the time. I see everyone doing it and like in quotes, like air quotes, all the things, right? Everyone is trying to do all the things in motherhood, all the moms are, and everyone that's in business is trying to do all the things, trying to hustle, 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 hustle and grind. And I'm telling you, it is not where it's at. We have to stop and sit back and ask ourselves, are we being Martha's or are we being Mary's? Because one of them is a lot better than the other. And quite often, it's not the one that we're willing to be. It's the one that we're walking around in life, trying to do all the things and put out the fires and do the laundry and wash the dishes and clean our house and tend to our kids and do their schoolwork and run the errands. And we're not making the time to get quiet and sit down with the Lord. I had somebody ask me one time, Sasha, where does this stuff come from? Like, your Facebook posts and your Instagram posts and your life and goals planner and your coaching system and your podcast content. And my response was like, it comes from the Lord because it's for one, it's not of my own, but for two, it's always the times that I take the time to sit down and be quiet and tune out the world. Whether, you know, sometimes that's sitting in the quiet with my Bible and open in front of me. Sometimes it's just hearing his confirmation time and time and time and time again throughout the day or throughout the week. Sometimes it's while I'm swimming or in this meditative state. Sometimes it's while I'm doing a breathwork session. Sometimes it's while I'm just in the bathtub praying, 
or laying in bed at night praying. I pray so I can go to sleep, but then I stay awake and I get all these downloads. (laughs) And so when you come into that space where you're getting quiet with him, when you're being a Mary, just resting at his feet, once you start to feel his call and push and like his voice and how he speaks to you in your life, you grow accustomed to that sound, to that push and to that call. And so that's where it comes from for me. It comes from those merry moments, those times where I'm willing to be quiet and tune it all out. And I can tell you most moms aren't doing that. Most moms are not taking the time to sit down and be quiet, to be still. And if this is something that you struggle with specifically, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to episode 16. It starts out following Jesus's example. And there's just a lot of goodness in that short episode about taking the time to be quiet, to retreat, and to pray, yes, even as busy moms. And I am sharing this today because I feel like part of it is that perhaps your promise is waiting for you to let go and be still or just stop trying so dang hard because God is a God that makes little into abundance. I think about the story of Gideon's army from Judges 7 where Gideon had an army of 32,000 and God said, no, 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 we're going to break this down. And, and I quote from Judges 7 too, lest Israel boast over me saying, my own hand has saved me. Gideon's army of 32,000 was taken down to 300 to fight the Midianites. And God did that. So the boasting was in the Lord, not in themselves. And God turned little into abundance with the feeding of the 5,000. And then again with the feeding of the 4,000. And so I encourage you to ask yourself, what is it that you're waiting for? Or what is it that you're working so hard for? I know it's for your family and I know it's for your home and I know it's for whatever else. Maybe it's a lot of things deep inside of us. Maybe it's to meet up to our own expectations, expectations we've set upon ourselves because what other people are doing or because things that our mother or father said or things that we witnessed in other homes, who knows? I dig into that stuff personally with my clients when we work together. But I'm asking you to sit down and ask what it is for you that you're waiting for, that you're working so hard for. And then make the time to be a Mary and sit at the feet of Jesus and let it go. Be still and stop trying to hustle so hard and do all the things and fix all the things. Because all you're doing in that moment is building up the opportunity to boast in yourself, not in the Lord. And I want to ensure you that if he called you to it, he will bring you through it. 
He called you to your family, to your spouse, to your kids. He called you to all the things that motherhood entails. And I'm going to say something that a lot of people don't want to agree with, keyword want, is that they are not too much. Motherhood is not too much. It is a catalyst. It is meant to sanctify us, to bring us closer to the Lord, to lean into him. He's there. He's waiting for us. He's got his hand stretched out, just like he did to Peter. We don't need to focus on the storm or we're going to sink. We need to focus on him and cling to him because again, God is a God of abundance. He makes little things into abundance. And we see that time and time again in scripture. I've given you a few examples today, but there are so many more. And I encourage you to dig into the word yourself and look into more of those. And I think a a lot of it comes down to our mindset. What is our mind set upon? And a lot of times it's set upon the expectations that we're putting on ourselves. Happens with a lot of the people I have coached through the I Am program. They reveal expectations that are simply ones that they're holding for themselves. It's not expectations of their kids. It's not expectations of their spouse. Sometimes, yeah. I'm not saying never. But a lot of times we can take expectations and put them on ourselves and then beat ourselves up and have this really poor mindset when we're not meeting them, when we're not where we thought we would be. And we're hustling so dang hard to get there. And it's just defeating. And it produces the frustration and it produces the overwhelm. And so I encourage you to stop the hustle. Focus on the little things. Focus on Jesus because you can put in half the effort, half the energy, and get there faster when your focus is on the right things. Have a blessed week. So a couple of things before you go. I wanted to let you know that you are able to visit a link in the show notes and leave a voice clip for me. Whether you want to share a takeaway from an episode or ask a question of your own, maybe it's something that you want to be coached on. Maybe it's an episode topic that you would like to know more about. Visit the link in the show notes, scroll about halfway down and click the message button. It'll pop up right on your phone or your iPad or your computer, whatever you're using and allow you to record it all on your own. Are you too shy and don't want your voice aired? No worries. Join us in the Intentional Abundance community on Facebook. You're welcome to share episode topics that you would like covered, ask questions, find additional resources or Q&As with some of our podcast guests, and so much more. Visit the Intentional Abundance community on Facebook to be a part of this in a bigger way.